Kelly as he comes and gives the Word of God. <laughs> Who said that? <laughs> wow, we got, a new, we got a new pulpit here, huh? A round one. It's like the world, you know? Hallelujah. Well, I um, just got back from Africa, and you guys sent me there and laid hands on me. And I want to, first of all, thank you for your generosity. We took a collection, and we got over $6,000. And, and so I showed globalvoiceministries.org. If you're interested in our ministry, my wife and I's ministry, you can go on there. But um, I, I showed some uh, the three apostles that we were going to minister to there in Uganda. And, um, and so each apostle got $2,000 to bring pastors and for food and some for transportation. And, and so we had three different conferences, plus God added... God always likes to add things, so we, we were added universities, and I was added uh, five nations to be on TV. That, that was unexpected. It was a bunch of different things that happened. But I lost my cameraman after about three or four days. We had a, a, a guy with his equipment and everything was going to, but I lost him, and he went back home. And so you I... lost him in the jungle? Yeah, I lost him in the jungle. No, no, he... I lost him from taking the camera, so I, I had to use my little iPhone, which I don't know how to use anyway, to take pictures. So this is what you're going to see here. Not professionally done, but I figured I'd show you something, you know, that I was actually there, you know. So, so anyway, if you could show, uh, I guess, the videos first, and then, uh, then uh, we'll kind of go from there, and I'll share a little bit what happened. These are teenagers, 120 of them. That went to Elisha. Elisha is the first guy that we showed, first guy we went to. Ro, uh, let me see, it's called Ro John Jerry, where he is. He has a church of about 1,000 people that he built. And, um, and so we were, we were there to minister to pastors, and so he, he brought in probably, oh, 150 pastors or so. The, the, the problem that we had was the guy that was going to be ministering with me, he's a, he's a prophet, just a great man, and he's young, he's got strength, a lot more strength than me, got held up at the airport, got held up here and there. When I tried to get on the plane, uh, I, I was, they held me up for a couple hours, I couldn't get my flight. And then they said, well, we can get you a flight in three days, you know, and into Entebbe. And I said, that's not going to do. So I called my wife. We prayed. She got me another flight that cost me a little bit more, $3,300. And, and I just said, this is too important. The resistance is too much uh, with my friend and me. God's going to do something. So, so we, you know, we just went anyway, you know, and, and got on the plane and uh, so, so the, uh, one of the first places that we visited was, um, was, uh, was the school here. And these kids uh, that Elisha is, uh, you know, it's, it's a school that their church sponsors. Uh, it was great. It was, you sensed the anointing of the Lord. And these, these kids were into it, all teenagers. So the next uh, video.
Okay, this is, uh, <laughs> this is Joseph's church in Atara. Mabara is one of the second largest city, but this is about uh, a 35-40 minute drive to Atara. All there is is banana trees around, and, and no cars, no nothing. A lot of these were pastors that you saw here, and they, they traveled by foot, most of them, some of them on, on a motorcycle, got a ride there on the motorcycle, but your $2,000 paid for uh, their food and paid for them to be there, and, and by then, my uh, the prophet friend Chris Martin was with me, and we, were, we prophesied. I mean, we prophesied. One day we prophesied. He prophesied for four and a half hours straight over people. I prophesied over people three and a half hours. I can't even prophesy an hour, but when the anointing's there, it just kind of helps you, you know what I mean? So, so uh, just thank you. I mean, you know, it was a blessing. Next. Oh. This is uh, Deo our, in Kampala. This is uh, his school. So they're all y- uh, young people there and the rest. This is Chris here. And he, he was a youth pastor of the biggest church in Fresno when he was younger. He's about 43 now. But when he was younger, so he did rap and stuff. So he, what he was doing right here was some rap. You know, and and all, you know, the kids went crazy over it. You know, it's just, it, it was just great. You know, and uh, when 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 Chris was in uh, when in Joseph's church in Atara, uh, he uh, uh, the, the problem with prophets in Africa. What they do is they charge money for prophecy. They 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 uh, they do a lot of things that are are not well. So prophets aren't welcome too much in Africa because of all the you know, things that go on. So when Chris got up, the Lord fell on him and says, you know, we're going to do invite the pastors up and I'm going to give them money. So he got a big wad of shillings and gave everybody uh, shillings as, as he prophesied over them to reverse what was going on. And the pastors saw it also. And, and so just to say, you know, I says, man, you're going to get a lot of people here giving out money to prophecy. <laughs> says, hey, who wants a prophecy? I'll give you some money so I can give you one. You know? so, so anyway, that's Chris. Chris was wild, and he was good. He's a great prophet. And thank God he was there. I, I, he was called strength, and I was called wisdom. Uh, by faith, I was called wisdom. So uh, I'll show you a few pictures that I took. These are videos that I, I actually took. But this is uh, this is at Deo's church in uh, Kampala, and this is a, 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 a his school and a choir that was singing. Next picture. All right, um, this is a, a church that I preach. Nothing's in order here because it's me. You know, what can I say? I'm, I'm not decently in an order. So uh, this is a church I preached at on Sunday with thousands of people. And, and I, I, wasn't exp- I, I didn't even know this. Uh, Bishop Frank was his name, and I was on TV and, and the rest. And, and uh, I preached on prophecy, and I prophesied over the pastor and stuff. I preached on prophecy, but we had an altar call, and 50 people came forward to receive the Lord. And then, and then uh, the bishop went out in the crowds and people were getting delivered. Demons screaming out of people. People shaking. Just the power of God just moving everywhere. And I, you know, I was teaching on prophecy. But, you know, that's, that's what happened. Anyway, you know, they, well, let's go on to the next uh, out of order uh, 
Okay, this is Chris here. Uh, this is at um, this is at uh, Deo's church. Next. Okay, now um, this is the cow you bought. <laughs> that's that's Joseph there. There's the guy that uh, the guy in the orange that slayed the cow, and that's his head there. I know you guys all wanted to see where your money went. So, so, <laughs> so anyway, uh, that, that's what you bought. You bought the cow for Joseph there on the far right. Next, next, uh, there I am stirring up the pot. And no, no, that wasn't, it was uh, banana. It's like banana um, uh, pudding. Yeah, yeah it's, you know, it's like uh, mashed potatoes, but they're bananas. So uh, anyway, that's the pot that helped feed them. You helped that. Next, next. Uh, okay, this is uh, uh, this is uh, in Joseph's church. I was actually there, me preaching. Next. Okay, this is with Elisha. Elisha, we were with him for two days, and I don't have pictures of Elisha's church, unfortunately. And, um, and but I do have a picture of of one of his outreach churches, and we had about. 40 pastors there that we fed. We brought them, brought them there to this uh, bush church and just had a, a wonderful time in the presence of God. Uh, next, next uh, okay, this is, um, this is Joseph, uh, Joseph's three sons. Now, the, um, the one right next to Chris over here, his name's Joshua. There's Jethro and Joel. Uh, Jethro is in the music. Joel is going to be a, a professional soccer player. He's already been drafted in. But Joshua wanted us to go to his church. So we had a little bit of time to go to this territory that he's been in. for. He's only been there for two years. We got to visit his church building. There was nobody in it because we were ministering in, uh, you know, with all the pastors. But they wanted us to pray over the building. So we prayed over it and stuff. And, and it was a, a building that, uh, that they're renting. It held about 150 people. And I says, oh, Josh, you're doing a good job. I said, uh, and he says, yeah, we're, a, we're, we're, going, we're at three services ready to go to four. And I go, you already have over 500 people here. I go, wow, in two years. And it's just a little community. And he says, yeah, and we started four other churches. And I says, you started four. He planted four other churches. And he's only been there for two years. And he's taken after his dad. His dad has about 100 churches. And these apostles that they call me Papa, their sons I've known for over 20 years, have all started like 70, 80 churches. So we, so we had pastors and leaders come in. And thank you, thank you for, the, for the finances here. I want to say you're a generous congregation. You know, that, that helped us. And, I'm sorry. And, and helped them. Um, a lot of these pastors are way out in the bush. They, you know, they, they don't get to go to conferences. You know, they can't afford to go. And yet, you know, because of your generous giving, they were able to come and be prophesied. We prophesied over every pastor, everyone, got a prophetic word. So is that the end or is there more? The next one? Oh, okay. This is, <laughs> this is at St. Paul's, uh, Paul's School, and it's from elementary. There's over 450, 500 kids there, and I got to preach. Uh, outside there, 
to the kids, and I, I'd be asking them Bible questions. I didn't know what I was going to preach. I didn't even know I was going to be at this place. You know, we, we, things just show up. And, and so I was, there was a little stage, you can't see it on the other side, and, and I'd ask Bible questions. And the, the kids would raise their hand. I go, okay, what, what, what's the answer? And they go, well, it's this, that. And I said, come on up here. And I'd introduce, you know, with the mic and stuff. And I'd prophesy over them. And then the next one, I'd ask a question. And <laughs> they'd raise their hand. I'd prophesy over them. So they were, they were blessed. It was, it was a wonderful time. Next. Uh, okay, this is um, another um, surprise. It, it's a vocational school. There's 400 uh, university students here in this school, and it's a two-year school. We met the professor at one of our conferences, and we prophesied over him. And Chris, uh, the man I brought, is uh, he's not only, he's pastored churches and stuff, but he's in the business also. So he had a business mind, and he taught these, these kids, young, well, young adults here, uh, for about an hour. So it was kind of a neat, uh, you know, how God would... You know, we, we had things scheduled, and then other things happened, you know. And, and uh, so next, that's it. Hallelujah. So, I do have glasses here. Could, could you uh, put up the first verse? Um, I'm going to talk about Mr. Love. Mr. Love is Jesus. Amen. If you, if you read 1 Corinthians 13, you put Jesus' name there, Jesus is kind, Jesus is long-suffering, you'll see Mr. Love there, Jesus. And Jesus said to them, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Next verse. This is the first and great commandment. Next verse. But the second is likened to that, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. God's love and God's glory is is what we need today and and I was thinking of um, what was what's happening in Africa how they're planting churches and and things like that and I says God you're no respecter of people you can do that here as well in fact you've done it here in the past we've seen Mark and John some of you that are older have seen God move in powerful powerful ways of uh, of God moving and and where we give room for the glory of God, because he's no respecter of people. And, and, of course, there's great need in Africa. A lot of people are starving, especially with COVID hit and all the rest. It, uh, it didn't hit them too bad, but it, but it hit them in the pocketbook. So they, they leave room for the glory of God. Revelation 4.11, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for Thou hast created all things, and for Thy pleasure... They are and were created. There's a, has anybody heard of a guy named Dick Mills? Anybody here? Uh, a couple people, about four or five. Anyway, Dick Mills memorized a lot of the Bible, and he, he had a prophetic ministry. He'd point people out and give them scriptures. His mom, um, um, Pauline Mills, wrote this song here, Revelation 4.11. If you can put it back up there, Chris, for me. Thanks. What well, I appreciate, I ate, about Chris, I was, um, you know, he's, he's back there serving us back there. But when I looked back to see him, he was like this, with his hands lifted up. And also doing the overhead at the same time. Anyway, it blessed me. Thank you, Chris. 
it, it meant something to me. Thou art worthy. There's a song called Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and power. I won't, uh, I won't uh, torture you with my good voice. Honor and power, for Thou hast created all things, and for Thy pleasure they are and were created. The first thing that we need to understand is we were created for God's pleasure. And, and when we're out of line, you know, or sin comes in, or rebellion, or selfishness, or whatever, we get out of line and we're not happy. We're, we're not filled with, with joy because we were created for His pleasure. That's the first commandment, for His pleasure. But God's creation is His pleasure. Do you see that? You are His pleasure. Oh, come on, me? Yes. That's why he created you for his pleasure. And God's pleasure needs to be fulfilled in our lives as we serve him. God, Philippians 2.13, I'm going to just go through these scriptures pretty quickly. For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of what? His what? Good, good pleasure. Next verse. For the Lord takes pleasure. This is something that you need to understand. And this is where we need revelation. This is where we need... You know, the word repentance really doesn't, isn't repent. It's, it, it's actually change your mind. If you look it up in the Greek, it's a different word altogether. All but, it, but, it, but we need to change our mind on how God thinks about us. It says... God takes pleasure in His people. He'll beautify the meek with salvation. Our thinking needs to change. Our mind needs to be renewed to understand the love of God. Not only the love of God for us, but the love of God for the world, for those that don't know the Lord. It's His, actually it's His glory, His kindness. It's something that Moses wanted to see, you know, and and, and Moses said, show me your glory. And the Lord said, I've got to put you in a rock. Of course, that rock is Christ. And he says, listen, you know, when I pass by, I've got, got to put you in the rock because it would be too overwhelming. Sometimes it's too overwhelming to know the love and the goodness of God. The first time I was ever hit with the goodness of God, I would, many people know my testimony, but over 50 years ago, I was addicted to drugs and alcohol, and I was a mess. I didn't know nothing about God, never read the Bible, didn't know nothing. Really wasn't Rick. As a little kid, I knew a little bit about the Catholic Church, and, and that was about it. But, but in the, at 3 o'clock in the morning in this guy's bedroom in the back, I, I, I met the Lord. And the, and the Lord came into my life with goodness, he came in my life with forgiveness. He came in my life and I, I walked out and I could see the sky and the flowers and I go, how can you love me? I was a biker with long hair and I, I just did some wicked, wicked things. I says, how could you? What, what, what hit me was his glory. What hit me was his presence. So when the glory hits you like that at three in the morning, I said, all my friends need to know this. So that's when I went over and woke up all my friends at three in the morning and shook them and said, God, God loves you. God, your God came in. And they thought I all went nuts. And, but, but what happens when God's goodness hits us in glory, we, we can't kind of hold it in. We, 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 we need to share it. We need to share his love and, and what, what he's done in our own personal lives. 
and, and what he wants to do in other people's lives. It's, it's his presence. It's his glory. Next verse. And the glory which thou gave me, I have given to them, that they may be one even as we are one. I and them and thou and me, that they may be made perfect and one, and that the world may know that, that thou hast sent me and hast loved them as you've loved me. How's the world going to know? I, God so loved the world. The best preaching I ever heard on this was from your pastor here, Mark. Uh, he, we were planting a church in, in the Bay Area, and Mark came and shared this scripture, and, and he broke it open like I've never seen it before. So if you can get a hold of some of those tapes, it's wonderful. And, but, but it's the glory that you've given me. What is this glory? His kindness, his, his forgiveness, his mercy. His, his kindness towards you and towards me. You know, in First, First Peter 1.12, it says the angels want to look into what we have, and they can't. They can't. They, they desire to, but they can't experience what we have. We're fallen. We, we came from the dust, and we're all fallen. And yet God reaches out and demonstrates not only to, to, to us and to the world, but also to the universe and to the unseen world, the love of God. The angels desire to have that, and they can't. They, you know, they're, they're, they weren't made after the image in the, in the sense that we are. We were made for relationship. We're, we're not good by ourselves. So, so with, with, with the, the triune God, the Father, the Son, and Holy Spirit, God, God has invited us in, I and them, thou and me, that they may be made perfect, and the world may know that thou hast sent me, has loved them, even as you... His glory, He's given us. We're glory carriers. And, and as, our, as our focus is on the Lord, His glory comes into our life and through us. I had a little saying back, I remember when I, I was first preaching back over 50 years ago. I, I said, do you want joy? The J stands for Jesus. The O stands for others. And the Y stands for yourself. In that order. Jesus, others, yourself. Love the Lord thy God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And it's like unto that. It's a reflection. It's a reflection of that. Scripture talks about his glory being like uh, to, to, uh, in, in order to change us. And that's what changes us. You know, it's his goodness that leads us to repentance, isn't it? His goodness is the thing that re- leads us into change. When God's goodness hits me, I can't stay the same. You, you can't stay the same. And, and uh, God, God only wants you to make room for his glory. That's all. Just make room for it. It's not like you have to earn anything here. We, you know, we, we know we have nothing unless we receive it. But sometimes we get so busy and, and doing other things and stuff. We don't, we don't have time for God. We don't have time for his glory. And that's what brings joy to us. It be, you know, it's, it's, it's like training, uh, you know, a doctor to, to be an airline pilot. You know, and says, hey, doctor, can you fly this plane? No, no, I wasn't created to do that. Or, or an airplane pilot trying to do heart surgery. <laughs> it doesn't work, right? Well, what were you created for? Why did God make you? Why did God make me? He created me for his glory. He created me to love him and to love others and to reach out. 
And when I'm in line with that, joy comes. Even tribulation and the rest can come your way, but then joy comes. God wants you to, to accept His joy and His righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Paul said it this way, Philippians 4.1. Paul had a, such a love for the brethren and a love for the church. I know he rebuked it sometimes, but that, that was because he loved them. Therefore, my brethren, dearly beloved, and long for my joy and crown. So stay fast in the Lord, dearly beloved. People were his joy. I've watched our pastor here, John, just go sit next to people and just hug them and do... They're your joy. They're your crown. And, and it's people and when I was sharing this when I was going over this I was going Lord give me give me some illustrations and stuff and I couldn't get anything you know I was, yeah you wrestle and stuff and this morning I woke up and said you, you had a living example of glory and I said what do you mean Lord he says your mom I gave you a mom of a living example and so I want to share a few stories about my mom and, and uh, about the glory of God that flowed through my mom. My mom was a simple woman, and, and she, she got saved through a guy named Julio Rubal. Anybody heard of Julio Rubal? One guy. Anyway, he filled, he filled stadiums in Bolivia, and he was martyred in Colombia. I knew him personally. He invited to the church, but he had a great healing ministry. My mom got healed of a heart condition uh, many years ago. Of course, she's, she's with the Lord now, but... But uh, she, you know, she was saved and, and just a, um, so my, my mom wasn't super spiritual. She didn't know a lot about scripture and prayer. She would be in the worship. She'd love the presence of God. She'd be crying, worshiping. At 85, she'd stand up for an hour to worship the Lord. I mean, just, you know, God would just take over, you know. But, but if, it, but if anybody had been backslidden, if, if anybody hadn't been at church for a while, she, was, she had an eye for people. And she was one of my secretaries. She was a receptionist, the only one that didn't get paid because she didn't want to get paid. And, and uh, she, she, she would see somebody that hadn't been to church for a while. And she'd be like the prodigal's father. She'd go hug them. And, and then she'd come up and say, Oh, so-and-so's here today. He, you know, they're here today. And I'm thinking, Oh, man, the guy's a con, man. The guy, you know, I, I don't even want to talk to this guy. You know what I mean? Just, but my mom, didn't matter if it was a con or not. Glory. Glory would flow through her and touch people and hit people. I remember um, when, when, I was, when I was raised, one of my best friends, his name was Tim, and Tim uh, became a heroin addict and a drug addict, and we all, well, we all kind of hung out together, and, and the rest, but, you know, I got saved, and, you know, he, but my mom said she saw him on the street with a bottle and just homeless and just, he, he, he got best looking in our high school, believe it or not, but he was just a total mess from drugs and everything else. Well, we, all of a sudden, my mom's behind the reception desk. This is during the week, and Tim walks in. And my mom looks at him and grabs him, you know, and hugs him. And then she knocks on my door, you know, in my office. She always, she's, just, she's weeping. She, Tim's here, Tim's here. She's so excited. 
You know, I'm thinking, another con, you know. He's, uh, yeah. I go, what does he want? He probably wants money, you know. I mean, it's, yeah. And so anyway, so, so Tim comes in and he says, I was haunted by what, uh, we, we had a, a, a reunion in our high school. I was haunted by what you said. And I said, what did I say? And he says, well, you, you, uh, you said, what are you doing with Jesus? And I said, I said that to you? I, I, can't, I don't even remember saying it to you, but I, I guess I did because he was haunted for two or three weeks and finally he couldn't take anymore. He couldn't sleep. What am I doing with Jesus? What am I doing with Jesus? So he came in, got gloriously saved, and filled with the Spirit, everything left. Drug, everything. He was walking with the Lord. In fact, we, we had a cafe called Tim's Cafe in our church because he, he built that ministry you know, with, with coffee and the rest. But my mom was... Uh, was one that, that we, we had what we called cell groups, home groups back then. We had a bunch of home groups. And, of course, my mom always had her home open 24-7. So, you know, people always liked to go to my mom's home group because my mom baked. She, she made sure she baked every, every, like, Tuesday night, I think it was, or Wednesday night, she would bake cakes, bake, you know, every, you know. And so, so uh, you know, people like going to the home group because they get, get stuff there to eat and the rest, you know. And so somehow some guy, I don't know if he was a, he was a friend of somebody, some worldly guy, you know, and, and uh, came to the home group, and he had a guitar, you know. He didn't know the Lord and whatever, and so he, he you know, they're, they're having a group, and he says, can I play a song? Well, you know, the, you know, the, the leader of the group goes, yeah, it's not going to be a Christian song. He says, he says, well, I don't know about it. And my mom goes, stop. Let him play that song. You know, and I go, I said, exactly, sounds like my mom. Let him play that song. And so the guy played some worldly song, you know, whatever. You know, my mom says, oh, that's wonderful, you know. And I go, I go, you know, she got no, no discernment. All she had was love. I think the guy got saved because of the love, you know, the, the, the glory of God, you know, just... So, so when, when her husband died, uh, my, my oldest son moved in. And I, I, my mom used to drive him crazy because the, these con people would come by. It was a, some a couple with their little kid and a little thing, and they would con people out of money. And they'd knock on the door and go to door to door. And, well, my mom saw the kid and said, write a check, give him the, you know. And so my, my son came to me and says, what are we, we going to do with her? Man, she's giving her these cons. And I go... You can't do anything. You're, 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 you, know, just, you know, hopefully, you know, God will bless the check. You know, I don't, you know. So, so, the, so my, we, we had what we called um, fellowship with the churches. It was in a place called Castor Valley, California, where there was a bunch of churches. I knew the pastors. We'd get together and have lunch once a month, and then we'd have a prayer meeting, and we were trying to build relationships. So in the meantime, my mom would, you know, prepare stuff for that luncheon, and she would talk to the other secretaries of the other pa- the churches. There was one big Baptist church there on Redwood Road in Castor Valley, and she got to know the secretary really well, and they were about the same age, and they would share different things back and forth. And one day, my mom was, she called my mom, and she was talking to my mom. She says, my son, my son. You know, my, my, my husband kicked him out. He's had a, a lot of problems. He's been in and out of jail all his life, you know, and a lot of problems. My mom goes, oh, he's on the street? I'll just send him to my house. No problem. 
And so, 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 you know, my mom takes him in. So here my son comes. He's taking in this guy, man. He's like a killer, you know, and the rest. So, so what happens to the guy was he has a shootout with the police. And, and the policeman got hit in the belt buckle, lived, and the cop killed the guy, you know. But, but one thing about this guy, he met love. He met love before he went. He met the glory. Because my mom had the glory. She didn't know much. You know, I remember uh, we were worshiping the Lord. She was 85, and we had long worship, you know. And she was, she'd weep and cry and worship the Lord. And the next day, the Lord took her home. I mean, just took her home and said, I, I, I want Audrey with me. <laughs> I go, well. So, you know, uh, thinking of my wife, April, who's sitting back there. I don't want to embarrass her, but I will. <laughs> you know, my wife's beautiful, tall, beautiful, you know, and that attracted me. She was, she was the right-hand woman of the pastor that we were planning a church in the Bay Area. And I got to know her, and, you know, and, and uh, you know, we... St- but, but what was actually drawn to me, her love for God and the prophetic, and you've seen her prophesy, and, and the love, it's, it's all real. But what, what got me was her giving. She, not only did she tithe and give, but she would, she would sneak money in to people. And then we would go out and says, no, you've got to give them a bigger tip. And I'm already tipping over 20%. You know, and, and what, what drew me to April was her giving heart. She just reminded me of my mom, you know. And, 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 and that, that's glory. People need to experience and see the glory of the Lord that flows in our life. Now, God's glory is his kindness, right? And God says, I'm going to give you that glory. And, and we're glory carriers where we reach out. God so loved the world. God so loved that he poured out his glory upon us. And that glory needs to flow in and through us as we make room for the glory of the Lord. Many people I take to Africa, and I've gone on many trips there, because I used to pastor a church and the rest, but, but also part of an international ministry, so I took a lot of, uh, a lot of people. And I said, listen, you've got to go through withdrawals when you come back. Because Africa's different, you know. You're going to experience some things you didn't ex- and, and what they would experience is the love of God. They experience seeing these people that give, and they don't have anything to give, but they give anyway. What is that? What is that? It's called, the, it's called God's glory. It's God's... What God wants to do with us, He wants to increase the glory in this house. He wants to increase the glory in this house. We need to make room for the glory. We, you know, in pre-prayer this morning, Mary prophesied, John prophesied. It wasn't really a prophecy, but they, they prophesied my sermon. Is what they did. They talked about giving and, and what, what Mary did with her, her sister and how her sister was touched and blessed just through kindness. Kindness that leads us to change our mind about the thinkings of God. Change our mind about thinking of, of those that don't know the Lord. And, and all of a sudden they experience God because of the glory that we carry and what we have. 
I'm, I'm concerned with our culture. I'm concerned with, with, with our country. And I know you guys are too. We're praying for this. this is the country we were raised in. I love the United States. But I'm very concerned you know, with churches closing. And, and I remember being raised in the 50s. You know, all the stores and gas stations, everything was closed because everybody went to church. Probably 90% of the people went to church. Nothing was open on a Sunday because people honored God. Now, some of them, you know, may have been in false religion or whatever, but at least as a country, you see. Now, now, we're, now we're closing churches, and, and, and a lot of our laws are against uh, godly principles and godliness. And, and so, so what does God want to do? He wants us to carry His glory so people have an understanding in their mind and a renewal in their mind of what God's really like. What is He really like? Have you experienced Him? What is He really like? The times where God's glory and His presence has been upon you. What's He like? And Moses saw it. Forgiveness. Love. You know, I, I, I happen to see it with my mom. You know, a, a little glimpse of what the Lord's like. You know, in the last days, the Bible says men will be, there's going to be perilous times, tough times. And, and men will be lovers of themselves rather than, you know, lovers of God. And what, what people are doing, what happens when, we, when we're closed in on ourselves and we, we, have, we, we can't share with other people, we, we destroy ourselves. Because God didn't design you to be by yourself. God didn't design you to carry that glory just to bless you. He will bless you. (laughs) Will he ever? There's blessings. Abundant blessings. But those blessings are only to fill you up so you can bless other people. Amen. Bless others. Bless other nations. And I'm I'm not preaching to you. I'm preaching to myself. I, I, I notice I'm getting more selfish the older I get. I mean, Africa was good for me because I, you know, I had no time to be selfish. You know, I had no time even to think for myself, you know, <laughs> you know which was good. You know, I made room, made room for God's presence, made room for God's glory. He wants to visit us. April and I came here about a year and a half ago. And, uh, and this is our home right here. It's our home because we believe God's going to move here. I believe God's welcome in this place. This isn't just a, like a normal church, you know. I mean, just you, you don't have a normal pastor, you know. <laughs> yeah. And the guy's a giver, man. Let's face it. I mean, the guy carries a glory that I don't have. I'm, I'm, I'm saying it honestly. He carries a glory that I don't have. He reaches out, shares that glory with others. God wants to move in our midst. He's going to do it by His presence. As we change our mind, repent, and be converted that the times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. That, that word, change our thinking of how God is because we're, we're always attacked. Things, negative things happen to us. Cancer, 
you know, what happens to people who are hurting and things and, and messes up our thinking sometimes say, is God really good? Why doesn't he heal this person? Why doesn't he? Why doesn't he? I'm running over here. But. Increase the presence of God and healing, healing in, in this house and His glory. Could we all stand just for a moment and just lift up our hands? Ask the Lord to increase the glory in your house, in yourself. Lord, we need your glory, Lord. Like Moses, we, we pray, God, and put us in the cleft. We, we wouldn't be able to stand in your presence without Jesus. Without the covering of Christ and the cross. Put us in the rock, God, and then go by and show us, God, the goodness of the Lord, the forgiveness, the love. As your glory, God, begins to change our thinking, our, our souls. We begin to understand, Lord, your glory isn't just to keep, but it's to give. God so loved that he gave. He's so loved. Lord, we live in a culture that's dying. We live in a culture with wrong thinking about you. We pray, Lord, that as you share your glory, the world may see that the Father has sent the Son. We're wrapped up in you, Lord, that your presence, God, would move in such a way, Lord, people would be instantly healed and delivered. And, and, and God, that, that your presence would be welcome at the gathering place, church. We welcome you here today, God. Yes, we do. We welcome your glory and your presence here today. Lord, we need you, God. We need your presence in, in America, God. We you see our culture. God, we pray, God, you would move. We just receive now, Lord. We can't earn anything. We just make room this morning for you. We're here, God, for you. We make room for you, God. Oh, your glory. Your presence, your person, your Mr. Wonderful, your Mr. Love. There's nobody, God, Isaiah couldn't think of a better name, so he said, Wonderful. God, we met you, you're wonderful. We want to meet you again and again. We want to change from glory to glory. God, touch us, Lord. We need you. Touch each one here today with your presence. Touch each one today, God. We need the refreshing of your presence, God. You see where the church is, God. We need help. We need help, Lord. We need help as a culture, as a people. God, come. Come, Lord. Come. First Peter 4, 7 and 8 says, you know, the end of all things is near, but therefore be alert and sober mind so that you may pray and above all love each other deeply because love covers 
a multitude of sin. But Dennis was speaking on, it just reminded me with his mom, love covered the multitude of sin. And that's what Jesus wants to do for you today and for us today. So because of that love, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen? Let's sing this song. Nothing can separate Even if I ran away Your love never fails I know I know I still make mistakes But you have new mercies for me every day Sing it Your love never fails you stay the same. You stay the same through the ages. Your love never changes. There may be pain in the night, but joy comes in the morning. And when the oceans rage, I don't have to be The wind is strong and the water's deep I'm not alone here in these open seas Your love never fails Come on, we gotta lift our voice, let's sing it out The chasm was far too wide I never thought I'd reach the other side Your love never fails you stay the same, let's sing it out. You stay the same through the ages. Your love never changes. There may be pain in the night, but joy comes in the morning. And when the oceans rage, I don't have to be afraid. Because I know that you love me your love never fails oh Lord your love never fails you make all things work together you make all things work together for my good you make all things work together for my good. Yeah. You make all things work together for my good. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You make all things work together for my good. You stay the same. You stay the same through the ages. Your love there may be pain in the night, but joy comes in the morning. And when the oceans rage, I don't have to be afraid, because I know that you love me. Your love never fails. 
is good and his love never fails. Let's just give him praise right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Um, we're over time. We're over. Am I on here? We're, we're over time, but I, I don't want us to miss something. This may not be for everybody, but it's for some. And I don't want to miss this. What Dennis was just preaching on, there was such an anointing on it. And it was an anointing for an encounter with God. And I want to say, especially to you young folk that have not ever truly experienced an encounter with God. And all you know is church. All you know is the principles and the teachings. But you've never had the kind of encounter that Dennis was talking about. This has got to be horrible for you. From, from cover to cover in the Bible, the whole book is a, is a book of encounters with God. Amen. You remove the encounters, that, that means experiencing God in a tangible way. All you have is just ink on paper and what your parents tell you. And that's a horrible thing. That's a horrible replacement for the real thing. And so what Ben was talking about a few minutes ago is you've got to have it. And so if you want a fresh encounter with the Lord, maybe you've had encounters before, but you want a fresh encounter. You want this glory He was talking about. Or you've never encountered it. Then as the band just gives us a Holy Spirit come song or something that creates an atmosphere for a move of the Spirit. I'm going to ask you to just move from your seat and come up. Dennis, get back up here. We weren't done with you yet. Come on up here. And I want to have Dennis lay hands on you and trust God for an encounter. We pray for encounters in our church. You've got to experience Him. It can't just be head knowledge. It can't just be teaching. It's got to be demonstration. The Apostle Paul said this, When I first came to you, dear brothers and sisters, I didn't use lofty words and impressive wisdom to tell you God's secret plan. For I decided while I was with you, I would forget everything except Jesus Christ, the one who was crucified. I came to you in weakness, timid and trembling, and my message and my preaching were very plain. Rather than using clever and persuasive speeches, I relied on the power of the Holy Spirit. I did this so you would not trust in human wisdom, but in the power of God. That's what Dennis brought this morning. Not clever wisdom and fancy speech, but the power of God. And I don't want us to miss it. So if you want a fresh encounter with the Lord, it may happen right here, it may not. I've had people lay hands on me, and I've got nothing, but I went home, and bam, it happened then. Jesus laid hands on ten lepers, nothing happened. On their way home, they were healed. And so I don't know if it would happen here, or happen there, or happen tomorrow, but we don't want to miss an impartation. From a, from a man who has a prophetic anointing on him that was calling us to encounter. Can I hear an amen? Amen. amen. So they're going to begin to just worship. And if you want Dennis to lay hands on you, then you just move from your seat and come on up here and let God give you whatever God's going to give you. We're going to worship. You're free to get your kids. You're free to stay. You're free to go. But I didn't want to miss this moment for those who want what Dennis was offering. Come, Spirit of God.
We need an encounter. We need you, Lord. Spirit Holy Spirit encounter let's go for an encounter come on the Lord is here he's enthroned on our praises
us, Lord. teams to come up front and if you've never received the baptism of the holy spirit you need it if you don't know what it is come up and ask what it is and they'll tell you what it is and they'll pray for you maybe you've never had your prayer language of speaking in other tongues as a gift of the holy spirit um that will really help you in your prayer life and your worship life receiving the fullness of the holy spirit is what causes you to hunger after the word hunger after god hunger after his presence it's not willpower 
Christianity is not willpower. It's Holy Spirit power. And so you've got to have a fresh and filling of the Spirit continuously or else your Christianity will be boring. It'll be a drudge. Uh, going to church will be a drag. When you're filled with the Spirit fresh, you just want more of God. It's all about the Holy Spirit. So the prayer teams, please come up front. If you have sickness in your body, if you want a prophecy over you, whatever it might be, they'll be here to pray over you. Uh, sign up for the 30 for 30. Come on, church. Let's keep this prayer culture going. All right? Just email info at gatheringplacechurch.org. Select a 30-minute slot a day. And let's pray for another 30 days and watch God keep increasing in our midst. If you're a guest, I would love to meet you. Fill out a, a guest form so we can be praying for you. God bless. We're going to continue to worship a little bit. You can fellowship. You can hang out. You can pass out. You can get your kids, whatever. Love you. God bless you. Thanks for coming today. Nothing can compare, you're our living.